Welcome to Elbow Grease. I am your host, Tavisha. Here, we talk about everything fitness. That includes the mental, physical, and sometimes even spiritual. Nothing is off topic. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Elbow Grease. Today, the topic is change. Are you here for it? Uh, So let's get right into it. The new year is fast approaching. So if you're choosing to make a new year's resolution, great. If not, that's just dandy as well. Whether you have a resolution or not, there's one thing that will happen. Something in your life is going to change. There's an old African-American proverb that I surmise came about during the civil rights movement of the 60s that says, there are only two things that I gotta do and that's stay black and die. Um, my grandma and my mother repeated this to me so many times growing up that it's forever etched in my brain. But now as an adult, I'd like to add a third thing to that list. And that's change. The third thing I have to do is change. You can look at it on a physiological level, and that's dealing more with the normal functions of your body and their parts. But from that aspect, we are literally changing every second of every day. I'm referring to as you probably know by now, being this is the fifth episode, the mental, physical, and the spiritual aspect. Taking it one step further and being more specific, personal growth. The world around you is constantly changing. So what are we going to do about it? I'm, I'm not going to say we're going to keep up because I don't want you to compare yourself to anyone except maybe yourself. But what are we doing to be proactive and not reactive? And for damn sure, we ain't trying to be stagnant. Because if you're one of the latter two, reactive or stagnant, then we're always trying to catch up, which inevitably leads us to compare ourselves to others. And that ain't what we want. So this begins a vicious cycle, which could be a whole other podcast episode in and of itself. So we'll leave that there. So as the topic of this episode states, change. Are you ready for it? So many people live within an unhappy circumstance and yet they will not take the initiative to change their situation because they are conditioned to a life of security, conformity, and and even in some cases, conservatism. All of that gives the appearance of peace of mind, right? Which is ultimately what we want, right? To know that we are safe. That's all fine and dandy if that was truly realistic, a truly realistic possibility to always be or feel safe and then on top of that get what we want when we want it even if there isn't really anything that we want per se where where we get this inherently wrong is when we want or attempt to keep things constant and or never changing or if we do want change you want it at our own pace and on our own time it's ironic that we want that right but yet we have the nerve to want to grow and move forward and progress in our careers and our personal lives and maybe some other spaces as well. But how is that supposed to work? Sorry, y'all, but I, I, I got to step on the pulpit for a second. I promise I won't stay there long, but fear, uncertainty, discomfort, and vulnerability are some of the most direct paths towards growth in virtually any capacity. Those spaces are mutually exclusive of Security, comfort, and conformity. So as a result, it's mutually exclusive of growth as well. So how do we move out of the proverbial safe space and into growth? Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and step off the pulpit because I hate 
you know, being on it anyway. So um, it was only a quick second, so it wasn't that bad, right? But um, getting back to it. Anywho, as you know, uh, this is the fifth episode. In each episode, I break down each podcast topic into three segments, the mental, spiritual, and physical. So let's wrap, wrap a little bit about this mental game and how we can get ready for change. So the first thing we have to ask ourselves about this mental thing is, are we ready for change? Like, are we here for it? Um, a while back when I was looking for my own ways to prep myself for change, I came across psychologist Michael Formica. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, he researches and writes on the intersectionality of psychology and spirituality. I agree with some of his methods, and so when something works for myself, I like to pay it forward, so to speak. Change um, comes when the consequences of our choices begin to outweigh the reward. Basically, is it worth it to change? So with that being said, the first step to figuring it out would be to um, discern exactly what needs to change and why. Why is the change necessary? What is it that you hope to get out of what you're seeking to change? Uh, once you've answered the question, those questions, the next step would be to, number two, shift your focus. Former mentions um, getting out of your own way. Me, myself, I am 100,000 infinity percentiles guilty of always finding a way to insert myself into this process and complicating things when it was black and white or simple as A and B or one or the other to begin with. Then here I am over here trying to add gray into the mix when all I needed was two black and white. So whatever we have to do the shift, um, whatever, what we have to do is shift the focus from why it may be hard to change or the intricacies of what we have to do to change, changing it to uh, the cost and the benefit of the result of the change instead of focusing on the former, what I just mentioned. If we can successfully do this, the change process becomes clearer. It may not make it any less scary or uncomfortable, unfortunately, but it will be crystal, crystal clear. So, and then the third step with this is to remain, to refrain from expectations. We're all guilty of this and I'm guilty of this every single day. I expect to do this. I expect to do that. And then I, then when I don't get it done, I feel some kind of way about myself about it. Uh-uh, not going to cut it. So when was the last time you tried to plan something and expected things to go a certain way and they didn't? Like I just mentioned for me, it's every day and I'm working on it still. So that's how I know this is something that I need to do because I need to work on it. So that's pretty much the story of, of my life in a nutshell with that. But how I've become as comfortable as I can be with change, uh, that has to do with, with boxing. So I'm going to use this kind of metaphor. It's kind of a metaphor that I use for life. And, that's just, and this is why I love the sport so much. I have to be able to roll with the punches and adjust on the fly, literally and physically, proverbially, whatever kind of Ely you want to call it. I can't control what my opponent is doing, but I can control how I think and react. Then once I've mastered how I think and react, I can begin to anticipate what my opponent um, in this instance or, or the for you guys change or the catalyst for that change will do. Formica calls this scripting. So as scripting goes, it essentially involves making a plan that interrupts our conventional thought process and ensuing patterns of behavior that basically doing things that aren't normal normal for us going back to the boxing metaphor it's practice and repetition if we want to get better at something or change a behavior pattern we have to practice boxers do the same eight punches 
side note, side note for a second. I count the overhand as its own individual punch, which brings the punch count to eight instead of six. And that's for everybody who boxes that's listening to me and is wondering why I said eight instead of six. But back to the program. If boxers do the same eight punches over and over again, and then they do it some more, that helps to develop muscle memory which helps to be able to perform without thinking. It becomes a reflex. Wouldn't that be something if we could all attack and embrace change with automation and muscle memory, and it's basically a reflex? Think about how, how, how easy and seamless things will be. Yes, yes, I love it. But moving on, spirituality in, in the context of change, just as I mentioned in the opening, you know if you're on the brink of a spiritual change or need to be on the verge of one when fear and anxiety are prevalent as it is with a mental change. Um, that can manifest itself in a myriad of ways. Relationships, your, your personal and work-related relationships, the quality of your work output, um, or just random lifestyle changes that you didn't see foresee uh, coming. The mental aspect of a change has a heavy presence and is deeply rooted in spiritual change. So since we are right in the thick of the holidays and human relationships are actually spiritual events, I want to focus on cultivating them. Recently, I just had to put this into action. I had to check myself per se. Being a very, a very literal person, meaning if you tell me something or say that you're going to do something, that's what I believe and go with and they expect you to do. But on the flip side of that, um, if you tell me something and it doesn't happen, my feelings get hurt. And who likes it when their feelings get hurt? So in order to hide that hurt, because who just likes to walk around with hurt all over their face? My defense mechanism is to let the event or lack thereof, whatever was supposed to happen that didn't happen, upset me. But since I'm trying to be about that life uh, and be more proactive, I flipped it. I made it a point to tell that person how much I appreciate them and I chose to forgive them without an apology. Even though they gave me one later on, I made a mental choice and decision to change and forgive them. Because at the end of the day, it's my spirit that's affected. It's my mood, my focus, and in some instances, my ability to function um, that will diminish if I let it continue to, you know, fester. Uh, because, and this was all because I let somebody get under my skin because they didn't do something that they said they were going to do. And when I say that out loud, it kind of sounds ridiculous to me. So I want to continue to implore you and myself as well to let that shit go and find the positive in the person who hurt, upset, or aggravated you. Then tell them. Not that what I just said. Tell them what you like about them. And if you're feeling, if you're feeling nasty... Go ahead and forgive them without an apology. Hell, we just want to go all the way out there. And then I want to hear about it. Email me or hit me up on social media and tell me how it went. Uh, my email uh, for the podcast is elbowgreasepod, E-L-B-O-W-G-R-E-A-S-E-P-O-D, as in David, at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up at uh, Tavisha. It's still spelled with the ratchet R. T as in Tom, A-V as in Victor, E-R-S-H-A, Tavisha, or um, on uh, Elbow Grease Pod, and that's both Tavisha and Elbow Grease on Instagram and Twitter. And by the way, shameless plug, I do follow back, so hit your girl. So let's um, get to the physical aspect of change. 
it's not a secret that if you want to make things happen with your body and make it look the way you want it to look, you have to go through some things, meaning you have to work out. Ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to put your body in motion. So continuing on from the last few weeks, there are six basic movement patterns that you need to make these changes happen. If you didn't hear about the first three, go ahead and listen to the previous episodes, one, two, three, and four. In those, we cover the squat, hinge, and push. Next up is pull. Pull is, in the simplest terms, the opposite of push. So when you open your door to leave your house, you're pulling because it opens inward, probably, more than likely, I hope so. If you have a screen or a glass door, that second door, then likely you push it open. So going along with the show topic from a couple of episodes ago, you have what it takes. The proof is in the pudding. You, everybody knows how to do the six basic movement patterns. And what I'm trying to get you to do is understand and know that as well, but also be able to execute them in a, in a proper fashion. So if you tried that circuit from last week, um, putting the hinge, squat, and push together, let's add on one more. If you have hand weights, let's use those. If not, grab an object that has a handle that you can grip, not just hold, but you should be able to grip it comfortably and hold it in one hand. Then we're going to combine um, combine the hinge movement that we talked about in episode four with the pull movement. So step one, bend over at the waist, keeping your, black, your back as flat as a tabletop. Then without the weights, um, let your arms just hang out in front of you. So now you're going to bend your elbows, bringing them up by your rib cage, almost like you're elbowing someone that's standing behind you. Um, you're going to do this from that hinge position, which, as you know, is a slight bend at the waist. Nothing more is moving in this exercise except your arms because it is a back exercise. Your back is the stabilizer in this movement, meaning it is the exercise from which you are generating the motion from. Once you have your elbows bent at a 90 degree angle, squeeze them into your rib cage. This will activate the major muscles in your back, your latissimus dorsi. Now, only if you feel comfortable, add the weight. If not, continue practicing um, until you can do it with a straight back. Your knees may be a little bit bent, but uh, not bent as if you're sitting down or squatting. Um, and then with the weights, repeat the movement as many times as necessary to generate a burn. Then do it five more times. So progress doesn't start when you start, from, doesn't begin when you feel the burn. It begins a few reps after the burn because if it's easy, it's not doing anything. That's just the rule of thumb for any workout that you're doing. If it's easy and you're not even breathing hard or you don't feel anything, you really ain't doing nothing. So this movement is called a bent over row. Um, it's bent over, you're using a hinge, and you're also using a pulling motion as well. Um, so having a strong back is essential to preventing back pain and helping to maintain proper posture. So pulling exercises are just as important as any of the aforementioned exercises um, in the previous episodes. With that being said, in closing, change is as easy as as hard as you make it. So you want it to be more manageable and as painless as possible. Get your house in order and prep for change. That's it's pretty simple. Proactive, being proactive would always be better than reactive. If you felt, if you've ever felt out of control, or it was, it was possibly because me and you both, we were reacting. I mean, I do it all the time. So it's just about practicing until you can get it right, and to the degree that you want to get it right. No, you can't control everything, but what you can control, go ahead and control that shit. 
just make sure you're controlling it in such a way that you're not preventing your progress. So I think the motto of this episode is stay the hell out of your own way. I have to remind myself of this quite often. I need to put it, write it on my forehead. So whenever I take a selfie or look at my phone, I can see that reflection in it. (laughs) Don't judge me. And um, as always, the first step can be the toughest, but that's why Elbow Grease exists. I want to encourage you to hit me up via email or social media. I know I already said it, but I'm going to say it one more again. The email is elbowgreasepod at gmail, and the social media is Tavisha with the ratchet R. It's Tavisha, the R is silent, on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook. T-A-V as in Victor, E-R-S as in Sam, H-A. Or you can hit me on uh, on Instagram or Twitter on at elbowgreasepod as well. Pretty soon, I will be hosting a contest to virtually train three people, and I need to know what you guys want to chat about. So go ahead and interact with me so I can do just that. I want to make sure it's beneficial for everyone. And lastly, remember what you're going through. Someone else is probably going through it as well and vice versa. So you never know who can help you just by asking your question. I'm your host, Tavisha. And as always, I'm going to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. So that's my time, y'all. See you next week.